saying, I don't want you to get to November, look back on your spending and realize that the end of the year is a month away and you allow three months to just wipe you out. So that means if your budget has to be $20 for the month of July, get it right. Do it. Do what you have to do. Write out that loss list. And when people are like, why can't you come out? Because I have these other things that are equally or more so worthy to me. And right now I've been reckless in June, so I need to recoup for a bit. And that's my channel and if you're new here welcome my name is Tokes and on this channel I give you strategies and tips around business relationships and personal development today I want to talk to you about maintaining your financial goals while also enjoying the summer there is a meme that's been going around that I've seen quite a bit that says my budget for July is $20 and although it's funny there is a lot of truth to it I can even admit that I was kind of reckless in June um, it was my 30th birthday so I went on vacation but I also went out a lot did a lot of fun stuff of course did a bunch of shopping and vacation prep which is just part of being a woman who wants to look good on vacation but looking at all of that seeing that that was like the first month of summer and i have two more months to go it's a little daunting it's a little worrisome and financial wholeness financial literacy is a big part of self-care and personal development because when we're whole when we're doing everything we need to do making sure everything is in line our financial stability is a big part of that so i wanted to share with you five tips to help you hopefully balance your vibes with your financial goals so that when winter comes around and you look at your account you're not distraught because there's still money left you haven't done a bunch of recklessness and completely thrown yourself off of your goals the first tip is to say yes as you go so if it's the beginning of the month and somebody is telling you about an event that's happening on the 26th of the month do not commit financially or even in general, to things that are too far ahead prematurely, especially when it's going to cost you a lot of money. Because when you say yes, when you put that money down, you don't know what can happen between now and then. There could be a car issue, there could be a unexpected financial issue, and then you could end up, just by virtue of saying yes to that, putting yourself in a financial deficit because all the unexpected things that come in between eat up the money that you've already allocated. Watch your pocket as time goes on to make sure that whatever you end up saying yes to, you are sure of your ability to truly come through with it. And giving yourself a shorter window to decide gives you more of the ability to really look at the landscape of what's realistically happening. Because I know for me, sometimes on the first of the month, what I think I have available by the end of that month, I'm like, whoa, life just really took out my finances, took out my time, took out my energy. And that's one of the best ways to stay on top of your money at the end of the day, right? Like don't overcommit and don't spend money too early in advance of the time you have to so that then you can readjust, recoup and determine if you truly have the capacity to spend on what you want to spend on. The second tip is to move in cash or have a designated spending account. When I think of this summer so far, I can think of two or three instances right off of my head where I was supposed to just go for lunch with a friend. And when we got to lunch, we were eating, drinking, having the best time. Before we knew it, 
the conversation was flowing and one of us suggested, oh, I know a bar or another place we could go. Before we know it, we're at that bar, having a good time, continuing to eat, drink, and chat. Then we get hungry again and we end up at another restaurant. So a date that I had probably mentally budgeted around $60 for turned into a day where I spent $120 just based on the sheer fact that things kept going and there were vibes. If you move in cash, so if you know that your budget is $50 for a day, when you have that cash and you're spending it, as you're receiving smaller notes and coins, you'll be able to see the diminishing value of what you have left. This is very visual and you'll have no choice but to act accordingly. But when you're just swipe happy, when you're spending and swiping, when you're moving through your credit card or from a checking account that has way more money than what you've allocated, it can be hard to stay in perspective. So if you don't like moving in cash, I'd say also open one of those free no fee debit cards with no overdraft and just use that as your daily spending account. So what you do is you put the allocated amount for the day, for the week, for whatever the occasion is into that account and solely use that account. When you're swiping, when you're swiping, when you're swiping, when you run out, you will get that declined and you'll know that there's no more money left for you to spend. This allows you to really mitigate the risk of overspending or being in a situation where you think this is all you're going to need, but before you know it, the vibes carry you away and you end up spending more. If you can move in cash, do that. And if not, get one of those accounts, put only the amount of money in it and see how you're able to stay on budget because you really have no choice. Once you're declined, you're declined. You can't, you can't wish it. <laughs> you can't change it. It just is what it is. The third tip is to pay your bills first and see what's left. So the moment you get paid, move your money, allocate your money, pay your bills, pay yourself, move money to your savings. Do not leave it all sitting there and then accessing that same account to spend on other things because it might look like a lot, but then once everybody starts getting their little piece out, all of the vendors, all of the um, bill collectors start taking their money out, you might find yourself in overdraft just based on the fact that you didn't move that money in advance. And when I say bills, I also said paying yourself. If you know that 10% of your money or 10% of your paycheck is supposed to go to you personally, the moment you get paid, move that into another account. If you know that it's your credit card that gets a lot of reoccurring payments and you know what those payments are, take that money, move it into another account or throw it in your credit card in advance of that money being taken out just to make sure that all the money that's going to be removed is already where it needs to be so that you are not accidentally spending that money. Then look at whatever is left. Whatever is left is what you have to play with. That's the play money. Now you can decide, is this enough for a filet mignon lifestyle or is this enough for a picnics and walks lifestyle? Either way, you'll make sure that you're on top of your financial goal because you've literally allocated all of the money and it's not even there for you to accidentally or potentially even purposely overspend on living your best summer life vibes and all of those lovely things as well. The fourth tip is to do a true budget. And when I say a true budget, what I mean is don't just do a budget where you make a list of everything you think you spend in a month or like your reoccurring bills versus how much you pay and see the difference. What a true budget is, is that you do what I just said, but then on top of that, you track your true spending for three months. You could do this for the next three months, or you can go back and pull your last three bank statements from your credit card, your last three statements from your debit card, and pay attention to the money. Because a lot of times we create these 
budgets where we're like, this is how much I'm, I need to spend or I have to spend versus this is how much I make and this is how much should be left. But then month over month, we'll realize that there's really nothing left. And the reason for this is because of all the miscellaneous spending that we do. A coffee here, a movie outing here, a few extra outfits here. And when you take it in, all of those tiny little spending could literally deplete everything you have left and really make a big impact on your financial goals. But when you're able to look at the bigger picture by looking at your spending habits, that gives you a lot of information to decide what you want to do with it. You could ultimately decide to add a miscellaneous line item. So maybe on average, you're spending about $50 on movies and going out, or maybe like $60 on clothes. And you notice that for the past three months, and you decide that that is something that's appropriate and that you're willing to add it to your budget, then you add it to your budget. And if not, then you have to be more cognizant of the fact that your money is going to these places, especially in the summer, right? You'll go out and hang out with some friends. You'll go for drinks. You might even be driving more just based on the fact that it's the summer. And because of that, your gas budget has gone through the roof, especially with the fact that gas prices right now are ridiculous. I've had to like double my gas budget just based on the fact that one, I'm driving more and two, the gas prices are not very friendly, right? So keeping track of your budget by seeing a true picture of how you spend your money can really help you realign your goals, pivot them if necessary, cut back on spending, change around your budget, and do whatever to make sure that you stay on top of your financial goals, right? We don't want to be in a place where we're claiming we're doing something, but in truth, we don't have the full picture. And because of that, we're missing out on the goals that we have for ourselves that are clearly worthy because if they weren't, we wouldn't have them in the first place. So do a true budget. Since we're already in the middle of the summer, this might not be the time to do, uh, I'm going to track for the next three months. Go three months back, right? Because we're in July right now. If you check your June um, statement, you check your May statement and your April statement, you might notice that your June statement has a lot more spending. And based on that trend, you'll be able to determine that, okay, it seems like in June, because now that it's summer, I've been spending a little more, I'm probably going to be spending around that same type of energy versus what I spent in April for the rest of July and August and potentially September. So what do I need to do with my budget? How do I need to change? How do I need to shift? What's my spending looking like? And how does it match up against the goals I have for myself, the income that's coming in and all of my necessary purchases? do it. It's going to be awkward. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Sometimes you'll see some, some information that you really don't want to see, but the truth is it exists regardless. And the more you're able to look the things that make you uncomfortable in the face, the better you are able to change them if you want to. If you're avoiding something, you're acting like it doesn't exist. It's going to continue to exacerbate and get worse. And as I said, I don't want any of my friends being there in December or in November, looking at their goals for the year and being like, wow, three months of summer literally wiped out the plans I had for myself. So you need to look at it. It's going to be ugly. It might not be cute, but trust me, it's going to be worthy. The fifth tip I have for you to stay on your financial goals while enjoying the summer is to write out a financial lost list. We hear a lot about writing out our financial goals and I am in agreement with this. It's important to write out our goals, know what we want to do, keep track of it. But at the same time, when you're combating FOMO of living your best life in the summer, thinking about a goal might not necessarily be enough vim to keep you on track. 
So that's why I like to write out my losses. So let's say my goal is to save $20,000 this year. My financial loss would be everything that I would be losing out on if I didn't accomplish that goal. So that could be I'm going to be a year behind on getting a down payment for my house, which means that I am not going to be able to get into the market and the market is getting higher. I am going to be disappointed in the fact that the things that I thought I was capable of, I'm not. You know, reading that list of the reasons why it would suck to not hit that goal, having that top of mind, having it available to read will make it a lot easier to put it into context when you're fighting against the vibes and the FOMO of missing out on things. Like if somebody invites me out today and I'm like, oh, I want to go, it's going to be such a fun time, all of that good stuff. Thinking about, oh, you have to save $20,000. I could easily justify it. Like, "Ah, I'll save extra next month or I'll do this or do that. But if you have a list of everything that you're actually losing out on, it's almost like a guilt trip. (laughs) You're going to guilt trip yourself into making the highest level long-term decision instead of just sitting in the moment of now. A lot of the reason why we get FOMO is because we feel like we're missing out on something. So when you create a FOMO list for your goals of what you would be missing out on, it's FOMO versus FOMO. And now you have the ultimate comparison to decide what you want to do with. So create a loss list. I do this with almost everything that's important to me so that on those moments when I am feeling tempted to compromise, I have a, a tangible list a tangible document proof of what I would be truly losing out on and then that gives me the opportunity to really slow down and decide like with my whole chest (laughs) the decision that I'm gonna make for myself and ultimately for my life and my future and for the most part if I'm about to make a crazy irresponsible financial decision and I look at my financial loss list I am able to justify why I will be okay sitting at home. I don't have to be up today and that's absolutely okay. It really brings it back into perspective and I hope that it really helps you as well. So I understand that it's the summer and we've been in a pandemic for two years and that yes, financial literacy, money management is a form of self-care and personal development, but also interaction is a form of self-care Being around people is great for our soul, garnering relationships and all of that good stuff. And I'm not saying we have to sacrifice one for the other. It's just a matter of deciding how much of each thing that you're going to get and what you have to maybe reduce and compromise on in order to make sure that every single thing that's important to you is being calculated and accounted for. This might mean that instead of going to a bunch of restaurants, you hang out at home with your friends, you guys order food or you cook. It might mean that instead of going to the club or something like that, you have a picnic, you go outside, you play music. There are many ways, especially I think the pandemic showed us that there are many ways to have fun that don't involve being in like physical, expensive, external locations that cost us a lot of money. And I don't want you, as I said, I'm going to keep saying that I don't want you to get to November, look back on your spending and realize that the end of the year is a month away and you allow three months to just wipe you out. So that means if your budget has to be $20 for the month of July, get it right. Do it, do what you have to do, write out that loss list. And when people are like, why can't you come out? 
because I have these other things that are equally or more so worthy to me. And right now I've been reckless in June, so I need to recoup for a bit. And that's absolutely okay. Communication is key and the people who truly care for you and want the best for you long term beyond the vibes of the day should understand your goals. And if they don't understand, you understand and that's absolutely enough motivation to keep going. So I hope that this really helps you and if it does, share with a friend and I would love to know if you have any other tips that have been helping you keep your money right while enjoying the vibes of the summer. We'll talk again soon. Bye!